You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Brian McTaggart, who is covering live from spring training the Houston Astros. And Brian, you are going grocery shopping <laughs> at spring training before things get started. Uh, what, are, what are the top things on your grocery list that you must have? Is it like peanut butter and jelly? Is it a whole no, chicken? No. It's, uh, well, you know, i got to get some toiletry stuff, but it's mostly uh, it's mostly lunch and, like, snack items, like some, uh, some cheese and ham <laughs> and sunscreen. It's kind of warm down here, so uh, I'm <laughs> – I want by the end of the uh, end of next week to have a good tan, so I got some sunscreen and uh, and stuff like that. So I'm all stocked up. So let me get this right: uh, number one, cheese; number two, ham; number three, sunscreen. Um, uh, that's right. Yes, and yes, and a lot of <laughs> bottled water. I got tons of bottled water. So. <laughs> Lots of water. All right. Well, there is going to be a ton of action that I cannot wait for for us to share. Everyone wants things get rolling, but let's talk about a couple of things before all of that. So, Brian, you just wrote about Derek Fisher, and we had the chance to talk about him a little bit because his name was being thrown around during the Garrett Cole trade talks. Um, And your opening line for this story was so great. I loved it. You said, quote, even the deepest lineup in the big leagues has a help-wanted sign as spring training begins this week. So when it comes to Derek Fisher, where does this guy stand come opening day? Well, it looks like he's got a really good shot to compete for the starting left field job. I mean, we know left field is the one area on this team where uh, I wouldn't want to say there's a hole, but there's just there's, there's a need, I guess. Uh, you know, Marlon Gonzalez played there in the, in the playoffs every game, but that's kind of not what Marlon Gonzalez needs to be doing. He needs to be playing – you know, everywhere, giving out Tuve a day off here and there, Correa a day off here and there. Yeah, playing some left field here and there, DH, and they think that's a strength that can move them around. So uh, they need to find a left fielder. And, uh, you know, Beltron is gone. Uh, Cameron Maben is gone. So um, I think Fisher's going to get a shot. Left-handed bat, speed-power combination. He did strike out a ton last year, but it was, his, you know, his first shot in the big leagues. He had a little over 100 at bats. So, He's got things he can work on, but it's uh, it's going to be a real opportunity for him this spring, and because uh, they didn't they did not go out and get a left fielder, even though you know they kicked the tires on some guys, and, yeah. and some guys are still out there like Carlos Gonzalez, who they had an offer to on the table. So, um, but if Fisher comes up and hits, they'll find a way to use him. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's also look at the rest of the guys who are going to be hopefully starting these positions, but not only starting, but I want to know, Brian, from you, what are they going to be improving on? What do they need to improve on this season? They're already so good, but let's start at the catcher position and Brian McCann. Well, you just hope McCann can squeeze another inning, I mean, another year out of that body. I mean, he did a nice job for them last year. You know, he was up and down a little defensively, but, um, you know, he did a, he did a terrific job. Yeah terrific job with the, the pitching staff and Lance McCullers said after the season was over that he thought McCann should be the MVP of the team but um, they, they just need him to you know try to get another 120 games under his belt and see if he can lead the pitching staff again. All right let's head over on to first base we've got Lu- Yuli Gurriel what's going on with that? Yeah well Yuli had a really good year offensively and you know got off to a little bit of a slow start but came on um, and, and put up some pretty strong numbers as a 33 33- three-year-old rookie now he was playing first base full-time for the first time in his career that was a little bit of an up-and-down adventure but 
Uh, by the end of the year, he was playing a little bit better at first. I guess a lot better at first. He caught the final out of the World Series and the final out of the ALDS, of course, two great moments in Astros history. So right. I think he just needs to get a little bit better at first base, picking balls out of the dirt. I think offensively, um, no issues with him whatsoever. You just hope that he finds a little bit more consistency at the plate. All right, this next guy, I'm not sure if there is anything. <laughs> Jose Altuve at second. Uh, I got nothing. He, <laughs> he, does, it, he does it all. He does it all. He he just needs to do it again. Keep doing it. Yeah. All right. Alex Bregman, I know that he, this is a guy that definitely has room for improvement in the best way possible, starting at third base. Right, Brian? Yeah, he does. I think defensively he's, uh, you know, I think he's got a chance to be a, a, a old glover, uh, you know, first full year in the big leagues. The second year he had a huge second half offensively at the plate. Um, made, you know, strike out a little less. Um, you know, it looks like he's looks like he's growing into some home run power. So he just needs to continue to grow and get better at the plate. Okay, and then let's move to shortstop. Now, I think the one thing we both could agree on is that Carlos Correa could improve his health for this season. But besides that, Brian, what else could he work on? He made some really good strides last year defensively, getting a little more sure with his hands. Um, and I think he, he there's still some room to work on there. Um, I think he wants to run a little bit more. Not that he's going to steal 30 bases, but be a little bit of a threat on the bases. Um, you know, the Astros are never going to steal a ton of bases just because of their lineup. They don't need to. And, uh, you know, I think strike out a little bit less. Again, he doesn't strike out a ton, but he keeps making strides there as well. And I, I think Carlos Correa, if he stays healthy, is going to win the MVP. I like it. All right, let's move to the Audis. Let's start in left field. Well, it depends who's out there. You know, it's, it's Tucker, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, not Tucker, Kyle, uh, Derek, Derek Fisher, rather. Uh, <laughs> you know, if, if Fish gets a shot, um, he struck out a lot. I mean, I think it was one of every three plate appearances, and that is not going to get it done. So he's got to work on, on just making better contact, putting the ball in play. Tony Kemp could get a shot out there. Um, and then Marvin Gonzalez, who really doesn't have a whole lot to work on at, at this point either, and coming off a year when he led the team in RBIs, believe it or not, and all those big bats in the lineup. Actually, Brian, let's uh, let's circle back to Tony Kemp. Actually, I went to college with two of his cousins. Uh, one of them was actually in my sorority, and the other one I'm very good friends oh. with. So I always have uh, an extra eye on Tony Kemp, and he's he's really interesting. He's a Vandy guy, and he's he's uh, smaller in height, but the guy has a huge heart. And I'm just wondering if if he has a place, if he's ever going to get his shot with the Astros at the major league level. Well, I'm a Tony Kemp fan. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. A great guy, smart, smart guy. Um, you know, I, I don't know how big of a shot he can get here. I mean, he's an infielder by trade. You look around this infield, he's not going to play over Altuve or Correa or Bregman. Or, and, you know, he's not going to play first. So, yeah, yeah. what they're trying to do is kind of expand his brand a little bit, introduce him to the outfield some, which they've done over the last couple of years. Um, so I think right now on this team, he's more of a maybe a 25th guy on the roster. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you never know. There's always scouts watching and uh, from other teams. If he gets shot somewhere else, maybe he blossoms into, you know, something more than that. But the, the Astros like him. I mean, he's got some tools. Um, um, he's pretty versatile and makes good contact, doesn't strike out much. You know, he does, doesn't hit really for any power at all. So that, that's kind of a problem if you're going to put him in left. But. Um, they certainly have not been shy about calling him up to the big leagues the last couple of years. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hope the best for him. Um, I just, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. If if maybe he needs to actually leave to achieve his, like, greatest potential uh, before he gets too old uh, to have that chance to do it. But, um, yeah, I will, I will be keeping my eye on Tony Kemp. But let's move to the bullpen before the rotation, Brian, because the bullpen – 
was a source of uh, there was some strife last year in the bullpen. So what do you expect from them? What improvements do they need to make? Well, you know, let's start at closer. I mean, Ken Giles saved 34 out of 38 games. That's pretty good. You know, a lot of the saves were, were messy. I mean, they, they weren't as clean as you want. Um, you know, your closer to be, I know he, he gave a lot of people great hair. And then the World Series, <laughs> he didn't pitch well at all and then, uh, you know, was sort of benched over the second half of the World Series. They just need him to get uh, get ironed out a little bit, trust his stuff. 100-mile-an-hour fastball, great slider. Um you know, I think sometimes it gets to him mentally a little bit. He, he really beats himself up. He, he takes the losses hard. So um, he's got stuff to absolutely dominate. He's just got to find whatever it is, that trigger that can get him get him going and get him and pitch him with a lot of confidence. There were stretches last year when he was he was striking out uh, more than a, a, you know every other batter pretty much. So he, he, he's got a chance to be dominant. You look at the additions they made. Joe Smith's going to be a great addition to the bullpen. Hector Rendon's got a chance to be pretty good. Chris Davinsky, all-star last year out of the bullpen, the Dragon. Um, Who also really dyed his hair blonde, year, So Brian. I think watching his workload a little more uh, would be uh, wise for him. And then Will Harris a couple years, an all-star a couple years ago, just a very dependable uh, guy at the back of the bullpen. I guess the biggest question there is left-handed relief. Who's going to be their lefty reliever? I mean, they have uh, Tony Sipp, who hasn't been good in a couple years now. They took Anthony Ghost from the Rule 5 draft. He throws 97, but you know, he's playing outfield last year. I mean, he's, he's going to be intriguing. But um, So that's a real question mark going into spring training. Okay. And, uh, by the way, Brian, I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did, but Chris Davinsky dyed his hair blonde. He also grew a beard. I saw him over the weekend <laughs> at a, uh, a card show, so I, I called him the Bearded Dragon. I don't know if that will uh, stick or not, but uh, I like it. All right. Maybe <laughs> uh, maybe that will be his Players Weekend new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We can attribute that to you. All right, now let's look at the starting rotation because, you know, we can probably go through this quickly. I'm not I'm not sure what bad things you can say, but uh, Anthony Kastrovitz, you know, we were talking about how the Cubs got you Darvish, and he said now they're a little more comparable to the Astros starting rotation, which I feel like in in the current landscape is just light years ahead of everybody. So what do you got for them? Yeah, I'll put the Astros Astros up there, the Indians too, but you know, as far as the Astros, um, they were wrecked with health last year. Uh, you know, Keiko missed set what seven weeks. Morton was out six, seven weeks. Um, McCullers had a couple of long stints on the DL. Everybody was on the DL at one point. Yeah. Uh, and this will be the first year to have Verlander. I mean, if this group stays healthy with the depth they have, I mean, they, it, it's going to be the best rotation in the big leagues. Um, Verlander needs to do what he did in the second half for a full year. Even before he got traded to the Tigers, he'd really figured it out and was rolling. Keiko, when he's healthy, you know, he's got Cy Young stuff. McCullers, um, this could be really a big year for him, not only to stay healthy, but maybe get that, that change up going finally and become a big part of his repertoire. Charlie Morton, I mean, look what he did last year. He comes out of nowhere throwing 97, 98. Can keep, he keep it up for an, an entire season? You know, that's going to be a big question mark. Is Brad Peacock uh, going to be able to be in the rotation full-time? They're going to move him. To the bullpen, and then Garrett Cole. I mean, he's going to be a big project for them, trying to for pitching coach Brent Strom, trying to get him back to what he was in 2015 when he won 19 games. He's only 28. His best years are ahead of him, so this yeah. is going to be a big year for Cole as well. 
All right, if you've made it this far in the podcast, you're probably salivating at this point after hearing <laughs> the product that will be on the field for the Houston Astros come opening day, and it's super exciting. I know a lot of people are hoping for back-to-back championships, but it's going to be a long season, an exciting one. Brian, we're going to wrap up the podcast with uh, an event that happened in Houston to give out awards to their pride and joy, past and present athletes um, that have just really stood out. And uh, obviously the Astros took home a couple of those awards, but anything that stood out in your mind, baseball, not baseball? Well, just the magnitude of that event. I mean, you look at Houston, I mean, you know, every city has their, their legends, uh, but, you know, Houston can put legends up there for anybody as far as a city that's not, a, you know, an East Coast city, per se. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's west of the Mississippi, but, uh, you know, professional sports have been around in the city maybe only 60, 70 years, but there have been some impressive people come through uh, the city of Houston. We start with the 34s, and those three guys were honored. The three retired numbers, uh, Nolan Ryan, of course, with the Astros, number 34, Tim Olajuwon, 34, with Rockets and University of Houston, and then uh, 34, Earl Campbell, the great running back of the Oilers, Oilers were all honored. But, um, you know, the Astros took home some hardware. Of course, the trophy was there. It was just a, a really cool event. And at the end, they surprised everyone and said, we're starting a Houston Sports Hall of Fame. Ryan Campbell and Olajuwon are the, the first three honorees. i got to think there's some Astros that are probably at the front of that line, too, including the Hall of Famers, Bagwell and, and Biggio. But just a, a really fun event and something that's going to probably grow and get even bigger. Awesome. All right, Brian, so you're in your first week. I know you're going to be doing a lot of writing. When people go to Astros.com, anything specific that you think you're going to be writing about this week they can read? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's the first week, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to, you know, check in with uh, some of the people that we haven't seen a lot over the offseason. I mean, guys like Bregman and Correa have kept high profiles and, and so forth, but it's, uh, you know, the Verlanders, what's, what's Justin Verlander been up to? Um, Altuve spent a lot of time in the Miami area. I haven't talked to him much. Want to want to see what he's up to. But Matt, there are so many storylines we're going to have over the next six weeks that I got to pace myself a little bit. I, I try try not to hit them all in the first week. I, I got to find some other stuff to write about. And there's some interesting <laughs> prospects as well. You know, Kyle Tucker's here. That's going to be fun to watch. What about a guy like David Polino, who was a pitcher suspended last year for 80 games, and you know he's back in the mix now. What's his mindset? Uh, maybe you know, another shot here with the Astros. He'd be one of their top pitching prospects. So all kinds of stuff to look for this week at Astros.com. All right. It's super exciting, Brian. I appreciate your time as always. Yeah, thanks, Danny. We'll do it again. All right. With Brian McTaggart, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.